Remain seated, please. Permanecer sentados, por favor. Oh, my goodness. Welcome to the Sack Lunch Podcast with Matt and Matt. Matt? If you're listening to this, wash your hands. Yeah. We're actually doing this podcast from outside of Costco, <laughs> waiting in line so that tomorrow morning we can get our, our, our toilet paper. No, that's not, that's not true. But man, what, <laughs> Matt, what has been going on? What is happening in the world right now? I don't know. The pandemic. Um, unbelievable. Just the spreading of, of the virus is... My, how things have changed since we last did an episode a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, uh, it, the world has been flipped upside down. The, the anxiety levels are high. The um, shopping habits have been questionable. Um, people, yeah, people are out of control. People are ridiculous. They're just hoarders. Like, is it really necessary? Well, the problem is... <laughs> it, it, there's talk that people are going to be hoarders, and so people who wouldn't normally be hoarders have to be hoarders to combat the people who are. But it's like, how many, you know, if everyone would just be normal, right? I, I think that we wouldn't really have a problem. But I mean, the other day, I looked at a picture of somebody who had an entire shopping cart full of milk, just gallons of milk. And that's, that's not even It doesn't even make sense. Reasonable. Unless yeah. you're going to like donate it to a bunch of different families or something because that milk is just going to spoil yeah. and you can't really like freeze it. Yeah. So yeah. Or you also had mentioned that you saw a woman with an entire shopping cart full of refried beans. Yeah. <laughs> Trader Joe's. She's going to have nachos for, for weeks. Um, well, and the, and the, she needs the toilet paper really. Yeah. The toilet paper thing has, has gotten out of control too. It's like toilet paper its value against the U.S. dollar as a currency in and of itself right now is just, like, <laughs> off the charts. Uh, it's the only, like, maybe that's the only stock that is doing well right now is, like, Costco and, like, Charmin or Charmin. Cottonelle or yeah. something like that. Kirkland. Uh, but, yeah, I think you're right. I think that a lot of this is fear-driven, um, much like with the stock market because, you know, there was talk that it could affect trade Right. And affect businesses, and it is affecting businesses now. However, I would say that at least as of right now, the underlying factors would indicate that the market isn't weak. Therefore, it's just kind of fear that's like driving it into the ground right now. Yeah. Um, now that could change over the coming months, but um, the same thing with like you said that people who normally wouldn't be out buying a bunch of stuff are because they're afraid that there's going to be nothing left for them. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, unfortunate. I think one of the things that I've tried to do over the last couple of days is just stay off of um, Twitter and the news because I, I think we can be so infatuated with the stories and trying to keep up on it mm. that it can, like you said, drive our fear. And that's just all we think about. Now, of course, you want to be, you know, kept up to date. So I'll check it, you know, a few times a day. But sure. I, I try not to be, be like, you know. I think there's a difference between being informed and being paranoid or obsessed and we live in an era where information is extremely accessible almost to a fault at times where um it can be a bad thing to always 
you know, because it, there there would be times where you might not even worry about it until somebody says something. Right. Um, and then, yeah, the toilet paper thing is funny. Costco has, has started limiting yeah. um, key items like milk and eggs and water and toilet paper to one per customer. Yeah. And I guess at 9 a.m. is where a lot of Costco's get, it's when they get a lot of their shipments in for toilet paper. And there's lines out the store waiting <laughs> for their pack of toilet paper. And, uh, you know, if you go to, like, grocery stores and stuff, like, the, the shelves are just are you stocked up? Empty. I don't know about stocked up. We we have a couple little packs. You know, we have enough for now, but hopefully it doesn't become problematic. I, so I, I stocked up a little bit a couple of weeks ago. If uh, if you run out, I got a roll for ten bucks. Oh yeah, dude, yeah. don't be a price gadget. That's the other thing. Did you see that guy in like Tennessee? He purchased. It was him and either a friend or his brother purchased seventeen thousand seven hundred bottles of sanitizer. Oh yeah! Like they went around to like Dollar Tree, Walmart, different places, and they they started out with a truck, but then they got a U-Haul and were just driving around different counties, just clearing out the shelves. Yeah. And then they were trying to sell them online for anywhere from eight to seventy dollars a piece. Wow. So Amazon caught wind of this and shut him down. And then there was an article posted by the New York Times. It was like, man has 17,000 bottles of sanitizer, nowhere to sell it. And this guy <laughs> instantly became a villain. Yeah. And so in order to save face, well, the Tennessee attorney general or something like that opened a case for price gouging against these guys. And now they're like donating it to charity, I'm sure, out of the goodness of their hearts, oh, right? Yeah. It's not to save themselves at all. But last I heard, they were no, it's too donating... Late. He's a villain um, in my eyes. Kind of serves him right. Yeah, like price gouging. The people who are going out and buying stuff because they think they need it is one thing. But the people who are doing it to take advantage of people who don't have things and yeah. overprice stuff, that's where it's like, come on. Yeah. And so, it's the older people that, you know, got to really look out for it. The ones who have, you know, weakened immune systems and, and you know, they're not able to get out and fight the crowds like that you know so it's unfortunate yeah they're much more much more susceptible to it and and what did you you just read something a few minutes ago about uh the the uh mayor of los angeles issued a statement didn't he yeah i said uh, the city starting at midnight tonight all the way up until the very end of the month march 31st the city of los angeles is going to an, a, a moratorium to where basically all like um restaurants bars um, gyms. gyms, libraries, things of that sort are going to be just completely shut down. Um, and he said you could still order your food to go. Restaurants, you can do it to go, or you can go through the drive-thru, but you cannot eat inside. Um, That's crazy. It's going to be crazy for business. Yeah. Um, and, you know, but I mean, hopefully, you know, taking it to extreme measures is going to help, you know, limit the the effects of the virus. But I mean, goodness. And then, I mean, I know sports isn't everything, Matt. But it's it's not. It, <laughs> it then why are we really here? sucks. I know that we're in sitting in the house, bored out of our minds, and there's no sports on. Not even sports to like. Not even NASCAR, which I don't care about. I mean, maybe they're golf. Doing, yeah, nothing. I'll hockey, watch some golf. Yeah, I like. I like. I'll even watch some hockey. That's shut down. Everything. Uh, yeah. Right now, is just shut down, and it's it's awful. I know some people are handling it better than others but you know our, our guy lincoln nick is uh is not doing too well he's kind of in an alternate universe right now so yeah he, hang, hang in there buddy yeah, yeah shout out to lincoln nick um 
Man, but but I, yeah. And my wife talked to somebody in line at the store the other day, and it was a guy who was like, "Man, I'm stuck at home with my kids, and I don't even have sports to watch or anything." Like, uh, oh, poor guy. Like, yeah, get to know your kids, buddy. Yeah, come on. <laughs> Although it, I'd be lying if I said that I didn't at least have small portions of those yeah, thoughts no, at there, times. There have but... been some good aspects of it though, because it's like, okay, I can be a little bit more, you know, present. I'm not stressing out about the Kings. I'm, now I'm stressing out about the Corona a little bit. Um, but yeah, I don't know. But I mean, the Kings were, were on a roll. We were, uh, we're tied for the ninth seed right now. And this is, you know, we were talking about it because we don't even know if the season is going to continue or, or And if what. it does... What, what will that look like? Will it be all remaining regular season games are played? Will it mean that they shorten the regular season? Will it mean that they just jump in, directly into the postseason? Yeah. So if the season does continue, in what capacity that happens or what the scheduling or process would look like is still a huge question mark at this yeah. point. Yeah, I mean, the, I mean, it'd be interesting as a Nets fan. Because Kevin Durant would probably be ready to come back. He's working out right now, looking pretty good. Would Kyrie be ready? Maybe. Yeah. That would be interesting. What if they like made a run randomly? Yeah, and... <laughs> they come back and <laughs> yeah, but the King take. Yeah. So if the let's just assume that the season continues, which I don't think it will personally, but I mean we're tied for the ninth seed with New Orleans and Portland, um, three and a half games back of Memphis for the eighth seed. But we talked about how Memphis's schedule is so difficult, right? So we were looking, you know, thinking that we got a shot. Um, and the Kings were hot. They had won seven of their last 10 games. Mm -hmm. They were about to play that huge game against Zion on the uh, our only nationally televised game. Remember, we did the schedule <laughs> so episode, and we pointed out that Kings. was our only nationally televised game of the season. And not only was it canceled, it was canceled like 30 minutes before tip-off because yeah. they found out that... One of the referees from the game had re had officiated a game in Utah just three days prior, right? And so they wanted to, you know, as a precaution, just just yeah. call that one. And then all the games got shut down after that. Yeah, so. and of course, him refing that game in Utah is um, rele relevant because Utah Jazz center Rudy Gobert was having flu-like symptoms that day. Yeah. And just as a precaution, they tested him to see if he's, you know, coronavirus was inside of him. And he did test positive for the COVID-19. And so just after minutes, yeah. he tested positive after he acted like a complete buffoon at oh. a press conference. Yeah. Gosh. And I'm, I know Let that, that he, lesson. yeah, he villainized himself with that one. And I'm sure he didn't, he obviously, if he had any clue that that's what was going on, right? he wouldn't have acted that way. But he, for those of anybody who doesn't know, what Rudy Gobert did is during a press conference, they kind of asked him, or they were about to start. And he said, oh, hold on a second. And was like pretending to cough on all the microphones and touch everything. Yeah. He was touching other player stuff in the locker room, just kind of um, just to make it a lighter um, environment situation, but kind of almost mocking and making fun of the people who would imply or indicate that he might have it. Right. And then it turned out that he did have it, and his teammate Donovan Mitchell later tested positive for it as well. So yeah. he that was a huge, like, insert foot into mouth moment for him <laughs> because he was just mocking it, and then it turns out that he actually had it. Yeah. Yeah, he's so. embarrassed. He issued the, you know, an apology statement, and and uh, you were mentioning earlier to me offline that he donated, um, what was it, $500,000? Yeah, he donated half a million dollars to, uh, to support both the Employee Relief Fund um, at, at their arena, mm -hmm. um, 
what is it, VinVent Smart Home Arena, Um, and then also just general COVID-19-related social services relief in, like, Utah and also in Oklahoma City. Um, So in those areas, he's kind of donating to the general cause of the virus and then also to, you know, the employee relief fund in uh, in the arena. So he's trying to, I think, make it right. Um, Yeah. And some other players are following suit, which is good. But, man, what a... What a whirlwind. Uh, and it seems like every day something new. It was basketball was the first sport to shut down. Mm-hmm. And then it was, you know, hockey. And then they announced baseball was being pushed back. And then golf. And then they're shutting down Disneyland for a couple weeks. And then <laughs> That's now when you it's, know it's bad. Yeah. Yeah, I know. March and Madness. and March Madness. Yeah. And, and um, they're limiting capacity of restaurants and they're asking people to not go to larger gatherings like you know both of our our churches aren't meeting on on right. Sundays anymore right now for temporarily and so yeah. it's just seems like every day there's something new that's every day new extreme measures I mean t- just today the uh, CDC Centers for Disease Control banned gatherings of 50 or more people for the next eight weeks so, it was 150 I think yeah first, but so. they dropped it down to 50 um, and so Right there, even if there's no fans in the stands for basketball, there's going to be more than 50 people um, between you know the players, refs, media, and, and announcers and Staffs, stuff. Staffs, like medical. So yeah. that right there, uh, we know for sure that for the next eight weeks, so that's two months, there will be no basketball. Right. Um, so or any sport really. Yeah, right. Um, that's brutal. Yeah, and school districts are shutting down. There's even. <laughs> You know, uh, kids like are excited about that. But. Yeah, yeah. My wife's a teacher; she's not as thrilled about it. But uh, yeah. you know, there's even talk that um, you know they may go to like online learning at some point if it has to be an extended period of time. So you know, we yeah. can't really speculate. We'll just have to wait and see what happens. But I, at this point, not much would shock me. Yeah, pretty much um, everyone's getting some time off except for us at our job. But I, I am actually thankful for that. So yeah. Yeah, working for the state, bringing in revenue for them, kind of puts us in a position where they want us to, yeah, to be at work Suck every day. It up. So. Yeah, uh, <laughs> um, yeah. We mentioned players from different teams have been donating money um, to help their arenas, uh, or teams' arena and support staff amid the cancellation or suspension rather of the NBA season. Kevin Love was the first to kind of get that going. He pledged a hundred thousand dollars towards that cause. That's then, cool. Yeah, a lot of players. Yeah, it's cool that league. players are trying to jump in and do what they can, use their resources to to pitch in and help in any way that they can. I think a lot of people just feel helpless helpless right now because. Mm-hmm. It's hard when you're somebody who wants to try to help solve a problem. And yeah, you can donate, but really the best thing you can do at this point is to like stay home and not become a carrier of this thing. And so, um, yeah, that's, it makes, it leaves everybody feeling kind of helpless, but it's nice that these players are donating money. Um, so these guys, these guys aren't playing basketball right now, Matt, what are, what are they doing with their downtime? Well, I saw a video of, uh, Giannis, uh, learning to play guitar. Um, he's not very good, but he was plunking out. It seems like his hands would be so big for the, was it an electric guitar or was it just acoustic? It was the acoustic. Okay. I think, I mean, big hands typically are good for guitar playing because you could just reach whatever. As long as you have nimble fingers. Too big. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, because there's a point where you know whatever. But he he, he was doing he was uh, kind of doing a little smoke on the water. Ding 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 ding. <laughs> it, it wasn't just, that smooth, but it was all right. Yeah, um, he's he's doing something. He's learning. Yeah. That's cool. 
Taco Fall, a uh, big man for the Celtics, has been making some TikTok videos of himself <laughs> dancing. He's actually pretty good at dancing. I'm going to have to check that out. I mean, yeah. N- normally when you're big like that, you can't dance for, for anything. At least I can't. But um, And he's taller than me, obviously. But he, he actually has some moves. Um, tons of players have been online gaming. Getting into See, that. I'm, I'm down with that. I heard yeah. that uh, Deer and Fox is just a downright savage at Call of Duty. Yeah, a lot of players have dubbed him the best in the NBA. So, um, wow, we might not have the best NBA players at basketball, but we have the best NBA gamers. Yeah, or at least one of them. Yeah. So that that's something to write home about, right? Who wants to have the best basketball players on your team when you can have the best yeah. video game players? So. Maybe Buddy Heald working <laughs> on his dribbling. Oh yeah, that, that would, would be, be good. Yeah, his <laughs> dribbling. Quarantine yourself, buddy, and uh, here's watching a some film. Maybe just trying to simulate <laughs> certain situations and yeah. uh, some of those clutch moments where he maybe didn't do exactly what he what he wanted. Maybe Bielitsa's practicing his twenty-seven foot uh, fadeaways so he doesn't airball oh, it next man. time. Yeah, that was a uh, that last game against the Raptors was a really good one, and it had a you know a tough ending. It's a good game with a bad ending. Yeah. Um, with 13 seconds, you'd like to think that we could have drawn up something or at least execute. I, the play was probably fine that was drawn up, but the execution yeah. of Bielitsa just leaning away from like 30 <laughs> feet and airballing it. It sucks that that's the last taste in our mouths. Yeah, oh, yeah. that's the last m- memory we have of Kings basketball <laughs> right now. It's just Bielitsa airballing to lose the game. Here's a question for you. Okay. If the season does resume in two months and Marvin Bagley is healthy, do you want him to play? I mean, I I think so. I mean, as much as he's frustrated us, part of the reason he's frustrated us is health. I still think he's a talented player who could help us win, and I still think he has a lot of development that he needs to do because mm-hmm. he's young. Yeah. And big men oftentimes take a couple years to develop, and I think the more time he gets on the court, especially in meaningful games. Now, do I want him to play like 35 minutes a night? No. Right. But do I want him to play? I think so. I mean, we were hurting for depth in the front court and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, as well as Giles and Alex Lem were playing and now having Holmes back, I don't think it hurts us to have Bagley out there. Yeah. It's not like we're going to win a championship this year. So if you're thinking long-term, it'd probably be best to get him out there and and get him acclimated to playing some games. Yeah. I think I agree with that. Although, yeah, it's like it's hard to integrate new players and especially raw young ones like Bagley. So we might be better off in the short term if he didn't play but because we are rolling right now. And it's hard because this just kills any momentum mm-hmm. that we had. And then they have to stay in top physical shape almost like it's the off season, but with no D-League or Oh, and they can't you know, practice preseason games. Yeah, they can't practice because of the facilities and everything. Um, and so... Um, you know, you, you just hope that they don't all like eat at in and out every day and go Max Muncy on everybody and balloon up to 300 pounds. But, um, yeah, don't do that. <laughs> oh, but I think the biggest thing was just the killing of momentum and now just the uncertainty of it's probably hard for them to be motivated to really prep when nobody knows if there's going to be basketball and what that's going to look like if there is. Yeah. Here's another question for you. As a Giants fan, we know that the Giants are going to be pretty bad this year, and the Dodgers are going to be pretty good. Would you be upset if baseball gets canceled? Yes. I love baseball. As a baseball fan? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and I at least have my my fantasy team that I want to participate in. That's true. uh, I mean, if 
if there's no baseball, what are we going to do in October if we're not rooting against the Dodgers for them to lose? I mean, yeah, there's Halloween at the end of the month. You know, like there might be football by then, I guess. But if there's no, yeah. That's a thrill ride right there. Yeah. Rooting against the Dodgers in October is one of the best parts of the year. Yeah. I mean, when they, when Howie Kendrick hit that grand slam last year. (laughs) When I called you super excited. You called me (laughs) as if our team had won. I was so excited by that. Yeah. That was a great. Yeah. No, I think I would be sad. I I don't like to see any sport shut down, but baseball is like my one of my favorite sports, if not my favorite sport. And so like, I would be pretty bummed out if, you know, and that's a long season too. That would be another thing. If, if they're going to shut down a seven month season, that's just a bad sign for the country in general too. So um, I would hope that that would not be the case, but wash your hands, stay inside, daps only, no handshakes. Learn how to make some sanitizer online, I guess. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Breaking bad style. Yeah. Um, yeah, We're going to be okay, Maddie. Yeah. We'll get through this. It'll just be hopefully like one of the things in the past. Obviously, this is a little different, but... Yeah. What do you say we end on a positive note? You want to do... uh, Let's do some buzzer beater. All right. Buzzer beater it is. Okay. Buzzer beater. All right, Matt. If this season continues, who will win the NBA Finals? Clippers. Who is the best dunker in NBA history? MJ. Michael Jordan. All right. Favorite snack while watching a basketball game? Nachos. Okay. Spicy cheese. What's your favorite basketball shoe of all time? I don't know. Uh, The Adidas Crazy 8s. Okay. And what is your favorite Disney movie? Lion King. All right. Solid. I'm going to change my answer. Aladdin. I'll allow it. Okay. That, that would have been my answer, too, I think. Aladdin is hard to argue against. I've the, been wanting to watch Coco so bad, but my kids are scared of the skeletons, and so they won't like let me watch it with them, and I just can't get myself to watch it alone after they've gone to bed. See, I have the opposite problem. I've seen that movie so many times because Addie loves it. I've yeah. seen it a lot. and <laughs> so It's a good movie. Yeah, it is a great movie. A lot of Disney movies are really good. Um, Disney, <laughs> Disney Plus is kind of re- surfaced a lot of those so favorite shoe the is the crazy eights is that the kobe it is yeah <clears throat> i like it because they're uh, they're kind of heavy but when you get used to them they're like kind of nice to play in they're um they just go they have good ankle support um i really didn't know how to answer that there's so many I mean, there's, there's so many lot. jordans that i, I like know. but um yeah oh yeah jordans you know which ones i really <laughs> like though they're kind of simple and kind of i think they're a a personal preference thing, but I liked the questions, the original Reebok Iverson. Oh yeah. Yeah. Those are sick. I like those shoes. And I feel like they've remade them a a couple times recently too, like some limited editions and stuff. I had the, the ones that came after that, um, the Iversons, the, the all white ones with the baby blue bottom. I liked them so much that when I grew out of my first pair, I bought another pair. I had one of the later pairs too. (laughs) Um, and they were all white and they were super nice. I liked them. Yeah. Um, I also like, I want to say around 2002 or something when Reebok put out those like nice remakes of the pumps, I got a pair of those and they were the classic, like black high tops with the orange basketball on the tongue. Yeah. And it was fully functional. You could let the air out anyway. (laughs) Yeah. Lots of good Lots of good shoes, but um, I didn't know what to say about the dunker because it, and now that's thinking hard. about it, Vince Carter might be a, a better answer. See, if you're going dunk contest, it's hard to go against Vince Carter. 
I mean, Richardson is good too, but yeah, or even Jordan's right. good that too. Yeah, There's I mean, a lot just of good dunkers. in game though, I feel like Jordan. What about like Sean Kemp in game? Yeah. Yeah, and and I mean LeBron throws it down and stuff too, and like yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of good in game. I mean, Dr. J could be mentioned, and yeah, Vince Carter is a good, very good in game dunker. I mean, he jumped over that dude's. Oh yeah, body. the Olympic guy when he jumped over like that seven footer. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's hard, but it's hard to go against Michael Jordan. So yeah, I feel like you did a pretty good job. Okay. You, you ready to switch it up? And yep, your turn. Okay, Matt, what's your favorite brand of toilet paper? Charmin. Who is your favorite NBA player to watch highlights of? Jason Williams. Who on the Kings can eat the most pizza? Uh, right now, Bagley, because he's never playing. <laughs> is Vladi doing a good job as GM? Oh, man. Yes and no. I'm going to cheat on that one. Kings are down one with the chance to win. Who do you want taking the last shot? Bogdanovich. I was gonna, I would say I was gonna say maybe even Buddy, but you said now the way you phrased that question changes my answer because okay. who do you want taking the last shot? That could be Buddy for me. Yeah. Now if you say like seven seconds left, who do you want the ball in their hands? Yeah. I don't know if it's still Buddy, <laughs> but if it's a catch and shoot, I think Buddy or Bogdanovich. Even even though Bielitsa did what he did the other day too, I think I'd still give him another shot. But yeah, if Bielitsa's wide open, he has like feet set, he's good. Buddy is pretty clutch. I mean, he had that one against the Pistons, and it, it kind of depends on like if he's hot, right? Like, yeah. Because like if he's feeling it, then then sure, Buddy. But um, yeah, I mean, he's got to dribble and you know figure out a way to get it up too. But yeah, Bogey's nice. Yeah. For sure. A favorite player to watch highlights. I That one I literally have, and probably even recently, every few months I'll probably go on YouTube mm-hmm. and just seek out Jason Williams highlights. Oh, I, you yeah. know, he's my favorite player of all time. So he was so much fun. He has so many. There's like It's like six minutes of him just oh, passing yeah. and dribbling. And my stuff. favorite one is his rookie year when he crossed over Gary Payton. And then yeah. Payton tried to trip him. Yeah. And he still went by him. And then he did the thing where he like put his legs out in the air and it went high off the glass. That was yeah, beautiful. a little floater. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but there's some other good players to watch highlights of too. I mean, like Iverson's fun. Like even like some obscure, like Stefan Marbury actually has some good ones or like Jason Kidd because he was such a good passer. I like to watch good passers or like Nash is a really fun, Steve Nash yeah. is a fun guy to watch highlights of. I saw some uh, Amari Stoudemire highlights. Uh, the other day, and it was just like ferocious dunks. Yeah, uh, he's Sean Kemp vicious. is pretty exciting to watch. He's it's electric. Elijah Wan, because of his footwork, <laughs> yeah, um, was really fun too. Like he's one of the more polished big men of all time, and so he's fun to watch. Yeah, Shaq just because he's a big oaf that just like bullied <laughs> people around and stuff. Yeah, my favorite one of Shaq is the one where he just powers through Chris Dudley and like <laughs> and stands thru- over. He like thrusts him into <laughs> yeah. the sideline. And then Dudley gets pissed and he chucks the ball at him. Yeah. I feel like he just abused him there. Oh, yeah. That's just wrong. Assault. Um, Oh, the Kyrie Irving is nice to watch highlights. Oh, yeah. He's got handles. Yeah. He's got super handles. Yeah. (laughs) So, would you watch a a Willie Cauley sign highlight reel? I don't even know if you could call that a highlight reel. (laughs) Like, I mean, would I watch footage of him? Sure. If there's. No sports and no Netflix, <laughs> no him, Disney like, Plus, or something. No yeah. Disney Plus, no shows, no yeah. <laughs> um, so I guess I would watch some footage of him. But Vladdy's doing a good job. Yeah, he's he's had some good. Moves. Yeah, I did yes and no. I yeah. mean, like I don't. I wouldn't call him like 
you know, best in the league, but I think he's doing a pretty good job. I mean, in the, especially like when you compare to like the Maloof era, yeah, you know, like I think he is doing a pretty good job. Well, and he gets a bit of a pass this year too, because we've been so injured. I can't, you know, think that you can really hold anything against him this year. Just because it's like, we don't know what this team would have been if they'd been fully healthy. So, yeah, well, it'd be, uh, it'd be nice if we had some certainty about anything right now, but no. uh, meaning like, will there be basketball? Will we do another episode this year? Because those t- there is direct correlation between those two things. Like if there's no right. basketball, probably unfortunately, sadly, would be no reason to come back and do another uh, podcast at this point, unless we're giving some sort of an update on what's happened. But yeah, you know, yeah really, unless, it, uh, unless something changes. Probably won't talk to you for a while, but um, we do thank you for your support and your listening. Yeah, it's we been really a fun first it. season for yeah. sure. And yeah. uh, we definitely plan on, if anything, being back next season. But hopefully this season still. Yeah. But we, we definitely will be back next season too. But yeah, thanks for all the support. Um, uh, follow us on Twitter. Matt's really uh, grinding out on that right now, <laughs> at Sack Lunch Podcast. Um, but... Yeah, we're on uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and we love it when people leave reviews on Apple Podcasts, too. Um, So, yeah. Um, And that's all for this time. And until next time, whenever that may be, I'm Matt. He's Matt. This is the Sack Lunch Podcast. Go Kings!